0: House is full. Um, I know. Yay. Uh, good morning. Before I sh- uh, share briefly what God has placed on my mind, uh, could we please bow our heads in prayer? Come on, spirit. come on, Spirit. Father, we just come this morning in the name of our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I just pray that may you pour your spirit right now, right now in this place. Lord, I thank you that you are using me as a vessel to speak, but I want to say right now, if your Holy Spirit does not come down and anoint the words that you've placed in my heart, then these words will fall on deaf ears. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that may you open the hearts of those people that are in here this morning. May they hear your word. May you change them through your word, and may they be receptive, and may they be doers of the word. Lord, I just pray, Father, that anything that is flesh, we denounce it in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, that let us hear from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The title of my message this morning, I, I called it, Keep pressing on. Keep pressing on. Because I believe that we need to do that. I believe more than ever, with everything that is happening in the world, we are called to pray and to seek the face of Jesus. This is what I strongly believe. And I also know that as Christians, we are predestined to be conformed in the image of Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit. We cannot do that in our own strength. We need the Holy Spirit to help us so that we can be Christ-like. When we are Christ-like, then we are able to bear the fruits and through those fruits we can be able to share to the world who Christ is. So for us to be able to know who Christ is, we need to walk like 2,000 years back so that we can at least see What was happening when Jesus was walking here on earth? Because he is our model. He is who we should be following in everything that we do. If we do not put Christ first, then we've lost it. We've missed it all. Because he's the one who's going to show us what we are supposed to do through the help of the Holy Spirit. This is why when he was dying, he said, I will never leave you as orphans. He knew already that we cannot be able to manage on our own. That's why we have the gift of the Holy Spirit in us. So when you look at Jesus, prayer was his priority. That was Jesus. It was He was busy, but prayer was a priority to him. Every decision that he made doesn't matter what. He had to pray. He spent a lot of time in prayer. When we look in Luke 4, verse 2, we, we are told that Jesus prayed and fasted. Luke 5, verse 16, we are told that Jesus was alone with the Father. Luke 6 tells us that he went to the mountain and spent the night in prayer. He spent the night in prayer. I will emphasize on that one. Luke, uh, Luke 9, we're also told that he was praying in private. So if Jesus, the son of man, if Jesus, the son of God, he is God himself. If he chose to spend time in prayer, what about us? Shouldn't we be doing exactly that? Shouldn't we be seeking the face of Jesus? Shouldn't we be spending time in prayer? It was because he spent so much time in prayer that he was able to, to communicate with the Father. Before he chose these disciples, he spent time praying. And he chose them. To us, we may think, oh, you probably made a mistake on that one. But it was all perfect. It was all in the will of God. It was the will of God. So he was perfect in everything that he did. Because he spent time in prayer. This is why when he was in the garden, those last moments, when he was praying, when he was asking the disciples, those that he had chosen to go with him, to say, stay with me in prayer. They could not. They could not. But he was able to. He kept praying. He kept praying. He knew the cup that was going to be handed to him. The cup that he didn't deserve because he was sinless. The Bible tells us that. But he knew what was in that cup. He was able to pray, not my will, but thy will. Are we able to pray and say, Lord, not my will, but thy will? I don't think so. Because most of us, our prayers are full of selfish things. I'm sorry to say. But that is it. But he came to that point. He was empowered because he was spending time with the Father. So he had that power to be able to do that. That is what we need as Christians. One thing that I also noted was the disciples, they went everywhere with Jesus. They saw him performing miracles. He was turning water into wine. He was healing the sick. He was feeding, multiplying loaves and fish. It was amazing. But the disciples, they didn't ask for anything. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. Why? Because they themselves, they realized that there was power in prayer. They didn't say, Lord, teach us to multiply bread or teach us to, you know... That was noted because what they wanted was what Jesus had the power. And so they realized that the power was coming from him spending time in prayer. So this is why you are saying, Lord, teach us to pray. This is why we are encouraged to say we've got three sessions of prayers. Let's try and at least find one way we can come and pray. You know, I believe prayer, it helps us to mold our soul into the image of God. I believe prayer is is entering into an intimacy relationship with God. So we can determine the will of God and we can bring it to existence. So if we don't have that relationship with God, how then can we know his will? How then can we pray his will and bring it into existence? Prayer is not merely asking about things that we want, but it is time when we yield ourselves to what God wants for our lives because he knows best, because we are told that he's got plans for us and the plans that he has are for good, not for evil. So if we do not spend time, if we do not do that, then we are just going to be going the opposite of where he wants us. And then we get frustrated because we'll be going round and round and round. You know, I believe also that when we pray, God is faithful, he will give us that covenant of peace because the Holy Spirit will be with us. So we will be in peace. It doesn't matter what we are facing. We will have that peace, that past all understanding. We need to realize that the Bible tells us that Jesus is the vine and we are the branch, and for us we need to feed, so because the branches on their own, they are just as good as dead. but when we are in Christ and God being the, the vine dresser, then we are allowing him while we are praying, we are allowing him to remove everything that is in us that is not fruitful at all because On our own, we cannot be able to do that. We cannot be able to do that. We need God, the Holy Spirit, to be working in us so that we can be fruitful. Without that, we are powerless. The thing is, before praying, I believe praying is the time when we are ministering to God by praising him worshiping, meditating on his word, and praying. You know, when we are doing that, ministering to him, then he will minister to us. Then he will fill us with those fruits that we need. Then we have an overflow. With that overflow, then we can share. We can not share what we don't have. If we don't have it, then how can we share? How can I say I'm full of joy? When I don't know what joy means. You know, I can read it, but am I full of it? Luke 18, verse 1 uh, to 4. Jesus was telling the disciples to pray. It, when he was telling that parable, he was telling them, teaching them to pray and not giving up. Being persistent, you know, to pray without ceasing, to pray without giving up. You know, when we are in the season of delays and answered prayers, it is easy for us to lose the confidence, to doubt the faithfulness of God. It's quite easy. You know, the enemy will be happy to make our faith waver because we are doubting, we are worrying, like, why is God not answering my prayers? You know, we are wondering, can he really hear me? But we are also told that we should pray without ceasing. To be able to persist in prayers, you have to have a made-up mind. You know, being, persist- being persistent and persisting, actually is almost the same thing. It's something that you have to make up your mind. That you are seeing there that there's all those things, those hindrances, all those things that are against you. But they do not stop you from pressing on. This is why I'm saying, pressing on. It doesn't matter what you're facing. It doesn't matter what you're up against. The difficulties, the opposition, the obstacles, the discouragement, the hopelessness that is going on right now, the conspiracies that is going on in the world right now. But you choose not to see that. You choose to persist, to believe that God is still in control because he's still sitting at the throne. You know, the enemy would want you to see only the things that are in the dark, but God is still light. Even in that dark, God is still light. He's still sitting there, making decisions. We only need to wait in his presence to hear him speak. The reason why we should be persisting in our prayers is because... You know, we need to remember that he's still performing miracles. You had the testimonies of people receiving Christ. Those are beautiful testimonies. That makes you realize that when you're praying for lost souls and when you hear someone has received Christ, it's amazing. You know, and we also need to know that God honors his name. If he has said it, then he honors his name. He's not like me because I can lie. We're going to go to Mark 5 from verse 24 to 34. And a woman was, okay, a crowd followed Jesus and pressed around him. And a woman was there. He had the subject of bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I could just touch his clothes, I will be healed. I love this woman. There's so many, 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 many many things I can say about this woman. But today, I'm just going to pick one or two things about this woman. You know, I want to take you back and reintroduce this woman. You know, the Bible does not tell us her name. She's, n- she's nameless. So we can slaughter our names there. That's the beauty. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Okay. This woman, verse 25, we were told that she was bleeding for 12 years. In verse 26, we are told that she had suffered. Under many physicians, and she has spent all her money. This nameless woman had an issue of blood. What is your issue? For this nameless woman, it no longer was a private matter. Thank God for some of us, it's still a private matter. But hers, it was now open. Everybody knew about her. Everybody knew about her business because if you were going through what she was going through, you were considered unclean. So, because she was considered unclean, her life was disrupted. She was no longer living the same life that she lived before. You know, this thing she didn't see this one coming. I guess when she started, she probably thought it's just, oh well, it's gonna be okay. You know, this is why she continued to go, and she was hoping that she'd be healed. But no, she was not healed. So, if she had a job, this woman, she was no longer working because. She was not allowed to go anywhere. She was unclean, remember? If she had a marriage that was long gone, if she had kids, being a mother, I know how it feels, she couldn't touch her children because she was considered unclean. Her life was interrupted just there without even her planning about it. She was isolated. She had no friends. She was now an outcast. On top of that, Believe me, she must have been depressed. She must have been hopeless. She must have been angry, bitter, feeling rejected and worthless. And having that issue that she had should be anemic. And when you are anemic, you are always weak, trust me. You look older than you look. That's life. I'm sure by now she was already believing the lies of the enemy, nobody loves you. She had no hope. So she was just it was just like waiting to die, I guess. That's what was her life. And I need you to realize that she didn't even sign for this. So whatever issues that we may be dealing with right now, with everything that's going on in the world, we didn't sign for it as well. It could be your marriage, it could be your children. It could be family drama. It could be work. It can be anything. We never sign up for it. But there it comes. There it comes. But when it comes, if we focus on it, then that's the end of it. Our eyes has to be on Jesus. Because whatever it is, whatever the place in your path, he's doing something. He's doing something. He's doing something. He's doing something. You know, your situation is not your final chapter, you know. We know you need to realize that, you know what, we cannot do the will of God in our own strength. This is why we have to go back again to that place of worship and seek Jesus. So that he can be able to sustain us through all these things that we are going through. This is what we need. This woman in room, uh, (laughs) sorry, I'm at work now. In verse 47, she heard about Jesus, you know. She heard that there was a man who was performing miracles. She heard there was a man who was healing the sick. She heard because she could not have been there because she was not allowed with the situation. And when she heard it, the first thing that came into her heart was, I want that for myself. She wanted it. She wanted it. I believe she was, she, she was battling because the enemy would have been telling her something as well. But she was rejecting it because she was wanting that for herself. She was desperate enough. So she decided to press on against all odds. When she was not allowed to go there, she chose to go and seek Jesus. I believe she was saying, if I could just touch the hem of this garment. And I, to me, I think she was saying it several times. It was more for herself, you know, to try and fight the voices that may have been saying to her, no, if you go there, what time does he have for you? Remember, you're worthless. You know, you're a lost cause. It's not going to happen. But she had to speak. She had to speak over that word, that voice, to shut that voice down. This is what we need to do. We need to shut the voices down in our heads. How do we shut the voices down in our heads? Because we've got the Bible. If we do not use this that we have right now, then we are not going to be able to shut the voice. The voice is going to come and talk. The voice is going to come and talk. It's going to come and drive you mad. But when you read your word, and you stand on your word, you know you're in good place. Because Jesus is always there with you. Fear not. I will never leave you nor forsake you. That is his promise. This woman at this stage was not worried about her unclean state. No, 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 no. no. That was the least of a problem. She was now focusing on Jesus because she wanted the healing. So, you know, sometimes we need to be persistent in praying. You know, persistent in praying is not a thing of the flesh. Believe me, flesh cannot help you there. When you try to persist in prayer in your flesh, uh uh-uh, it doesn't work. You need the Spirit, the Holy Spirit who birthed into you the Spirit, the energy, the strength that you need to persist in prayer. But in your flesh, Ah, then you sleep like the disciples slept. You will. So what are the steps that you are taking to encounter Jesus? You know, we get discouraged because our prayers have not been answered. But you know what? When you really look back, you find that though they may have been delayed, but you always end up in a better place. You know, Pastor Claude last week he spoke of the Daniel 10 and you know that the delays was always a blessing because it came to pass. It came to pass. I know I think it's good when God puts us in the school of uh, persevering prayer. Because that way we get to know him more. You know, we get to be strengthened our re- intimacy, relationship with him will start to grow. you know, We get to understand his grace and above all, we we'll get to know how much he loves us. Because sometimes you, we cannot talk of the grace when, when, when we have not experienced it. You know. So when I speak, when I share of grace, I love it when God, when God puts me through classes of situations. He does a lot. He puts me through classes so that when I share, I never share anything that I've never experienced because I don't know. I cannot tell you of something that I've not lived. I can't. I can only tell you something that I've lived. That is my story, and that is what I've promised, that I don't want to share what I've not experienced because it's hearsay. But when I'm speaking it, because when I've lived it, it's coming from my heart. And I can honestly say, he did it for me. And I'll be glorifying him because I know he did it for me. You know what, you need to realize that um, Jesus is waiting with open arms. So all we need is to press on to that situation that seems hopeless, you know. So the thing is, where you're at right now, are you pressing on? Against the lies of the enemy, the trials, the strongholds, the bondage, whatever it is. You just need to press on. God does not make us wait just for the sake of waiting. No, 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 no. He is working in us. You know, he is working in us. He is molding us. You know, he's putting us under refiner so that when we come out, we are as pure as gold. We are shining. So this is what he's doing. He just doesn't put us there, and then he sits back and says, oh, I'm going to see how she's going to do it. No. He knows what you're capable of. He never gives you more than you can endure. Whatever he puts in your way, he knows he will give you the grace to be there in that place. You know, the good thing about God working in us is that means that Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit will come to pass. So how then can you persevere if you don't have patience? Patience is one of the fruits that you get. Because without patience, you cannot persevere because we are a generation of fast. Everything has to be fast. We can't wait. You know, there's a traffic and there's just a delay. Someone is already changing lanes crazily like you asking, excuse me, why? impatient nobody they don't we don't want to wait i don't want to say they don't as if i want to wait we don't want to wait you know it's the same approach we do with prayers you know we pray and we want the answer right now no we have to be patient and wait on god because he knows the time and he's never late the bible tells us that he's never late so if we get to know that right now it may seem like this COVID is going on forever but God is working. We have to believe that. We have to believe that God is doing something. Because if we don't believe that, then we are letting the enemy think he is winning. You know, the Holy Spirit, when he works in us, he gives us that, that spirit where we, we are. You know, I, I can't explain it. I can't, but all I know is it's a beautiful feeling. You know, you just know that, you know, it's not in your own strength. So this woman, if nobody had been speaking about Jesus, she could have just died in her corner there. So it is important for us to witness what God is doing. So bless God for those people that were witnessing what God, Jesus was doing. Because it was through them witnessing that this woman heard that there was a Jesus. And then she took that step to say, I'm going to go for that. So if we have the word, and we don't share the word, then what's going to happen? You know, in your workplace, if try to share the word. If you can't speak it, then leave it. Leave it so that people would wonder what is so different about this one. They want to know what you have. They want what you have because you are living a different life. So that's why they would want what you are having. You know, you need to realize that we are equipped with everything that we need for the battle. Like I said, the sword of the spirit there, it's there. We serve a mighty God, all-powerful God, all-knowing God. Isaiah 65 verse 24 said, "Before they call, before they call, I will answer yeah. while they are still speaking. Yeah. I will hear yeah. so what 's there to what's there to worry? You know he's already hearing, he's already answering. We just need to be patient to wait for the answer to come, and it 's never late. It is never late. You know what you need to realize that a church with no prayer is got no power. Because, you know, the enemy does, is not worried if we we come on Sunday and listen to the sermon, and then we go back home. Nah, he's not worried. Because he knows that, ah, she didn't even get it, that one. Because we're not living it, isn't it? The pastor's pouring his heart out. But we're not receiving it. So, it's Important when we allow the word to change us, when we go on our knees and pray, then the enemy is going to raise and say, "Mm, living grace is coming up too much. much." And if you do not get an attack, that means you're not doing anything. I'm just saying. I mean, you have to be attacked so that you know that the devil is trying to stop you from going somewhere. So if you are walking with him side by side, why is he going to stop you? There's no need. Yeah, in communion with him. I'm just saying. Not that I'm calling for, like, to go through trials. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying that, you know what? Don't be discouraged when you're facing trials. Because when you are facing what you are facing, it shows that there is something that the enemy does not want you to receive. So, because he's trying to stop it from bathing in you. So, living grace, if we cannot Be committing to prayer. Ah, the enemy will not fight us. So let us keep him busy. (laughs) When we come and pray, we'll keep him busy. All right. I just, (laughs) before I go, I just pray that we'll raise a church that ministers about God and glorifies God and transforms life. This is my heart's desire. Like I said, the enemy is not worried because we've come on Sunday. But when we raise ministry that glorifies God, that transforms life, then that is going to disturb you. I hope you've been blessed.
1: Thanks, Concilia. It was great. So good. I, and, and I got your jokes, by the way, I just thought I'd tell you. <laughs> no, no, they were good. I they weren't dry. I could Yeah, better than mine, better than my dad jokes. Can I get the worship team just up? Maybe we do that song Your Your Will, Your Way. But what what I do want to say, that was great and just a a reminder again. But I love that story about the woman. You know, I, I hadn't thought about that with the the prayer and being persistent and and i love that she was willing to push through no matter what and she received her miracle because she was willing not to listen to those voices in her head you know never give up god is always on time keep going he's never late and he will always and i love that he's always working isn't he he's always working on our behalf even though we can't see, He's always working. So, could we all stand as we just honour God with this uh, this time together?